0: codependency is something you call someone else when you're talking crap about them. Not something you ever identify as. Yes. It's got such a stigma related to it.
1: Right. So can I just say people listening to this, please have an open mind about this because I did not for many years, and if I would have had an open mind about this, I would have healed a lot quicker and a lot sooner. So
0: Welcome back. Well, Welcome back to another episode of Till the Wheels Fall Off. I'm Matt. I'm Paige. Before we get started, take a moment really quick to follow the show if you haven't already. Uh, if you go to our Instagram at Tufo underscore couple, that's TWFO underscore couple, you will find a link tree where you have access to all of our social media accounts. Follow us there and follow the show that you're listening to right now, whether it be on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, follow the show leave us a review and let us know what we could be doing better or let us know what you love about it.
1: We can take the heat y'all.
0: I'd love to know what you guys think about the show. And it also, it, it moves us up search results. And for someone who needs something like this, it makes it easier for them to find it, which I think is incredibly valuable. Boom. Um, Next thing we've got, we mentioned it the past couple of episodes, the counseling for the futures foundation. We are part of an organization that is raising money to put therapists through their graduate programs, debt-free, which I think is incredibly valuable because a lot of people, a lot of therapists don't enter the field because it doesn't make financial sense. These amazing people who want to help others, who want to help you when you're in need or your child or your friend or your mother or your brother, whoever it might be, they're not there most of the time. Their voicemail boxes are full. They're not taking on new clients. And it's not because they don't want to help. It's because there aren't enough of them to go around. So we are raising money to make this conversation for therapists and their mind much easier when they're thinking about whether or not to attend school to become therapists. When a therapist graduates, they have to go through two years of an associateship program that's paid very little, all the while paying student debt paying for their apartment and their car note and all kinds of stuff. If we took away the student debt piece, it makes it much simpler to have that conversation in their minds and say, well, I'm going to graduate debt-free. I can do this. So head on over to counselingfutures.org if you're willing to donate. We would love that. At the very least, please share the message that this is out there, that this exists, and that someone is doing something about the lack of therapists in the field. I think we've covered all the housekeeping items. Yes. Let's get to the episode. All right. All right. We're talking codependency today. Something that we hear about, God, from so many people. When we started this thing, we've mentioned the last episode, we never dreamed that we would we would attract so many people that were dealing with this.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I think that our experience tells us that we found a way out and they want to know more about it. Right. But we've never really exclusively covered this in an episode. No. Nope. Because I think that it's got to... The word itself kind of throws people off Mm -hmm. so bad. I think that when codependency is something you call someone else when you're talking crap about them, not something you ever identify as. Yes. It's got such a stigma related to it.
1: Right. So can I just say people listening to this, please have an open mind about this because I did not for many years. And if I would have had an open mind about this, I would have healed a lot quicker and a lot sooner. So.
0: So let's give a clinical definition. I, it's not clinical because it's not, not a, clinical a clinical diagnosis. They no. don't even necessarily No, this word came
1: it. around in like the 70s. So
0: it's often described as a dysfunctional pattern of behavior that develops in relationships where one person is over overly reliant on another person's approval or validation. This can result in the codependent person neglecting their own needs and prioritizing the needs of the other person, even to their own detriment. Codependency can also be characterized by a strong desire to control or fix the other person's behavior, even when it is not in their best interest. It's a good definition. Yes, it is basically covers what we've always talked about and what we've all known about codependent people.
1: Mm -hmm. But we're going to dig deeper into this
0: episode. Yeah, we were, so we were working on something earlier and this, this thought came to us and it's the law of attraction. The law of attraction essentially states that we attract People and things and subjects that we focus on the most So have that in mind as we kind of move through this and stay with me the law of attraction So you attract what you focus on the most So as a codependent person If you're focusing on finding a partner that is just like you Someone that is overly reliant on another's approval or validation because you think that if you had someone who felt the same way and they gave you that Then you would be made whole but, but it backfires. What actually happens is that you attract someone who is overly reliant on something, but it's generally not you. Mm-hmm. It's usually a substance. Yeah. And that's why these two personalities so often end up together. Right. We attract each other uh-huh. like this cosmic force pulls us together. I was attracted to you and you were attracted to me for different reasons. Yeah. I thought you were going to fill a void in some way. I was searching for something else though. I just needed you along for the ride Mm -hmm. and you were looking for someone that would make you feel whole and complete someone that you could, you know, I was a project. I was like a 69 Camaro that needed a motor and a paint job.
1: Oh yeah. I wanted that project. I was like, I can fix him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let me come in, scoop him up and make him better.
0: (laughs) So there are some, let's forget about the definition. Keep, stay open-minded and let's just, Talk through some of the ways that this, I guess, it shows itself in in real life. Okay, so do you self sacrifice your own well being for others? I did. I think this applies to a lot of moms out there too, yes, man. Does. When I'm reading this, I'm just like, eh, that's every mom ever. <laughs> uh, are you a people pleaser? Mm-hmm. Do you not want to rock the boat? Do you not say what everyone else is thinking because you don't want to cause a stir? Are you constantly worried about how to fix your relationship? Always thinking about what can I change, what can I do different, what what do they need to do different, what needs to happen in our relationship? Here's another one: Does your partner's mood determine your mood? Oh, yeah, that's a big one, right? <laughs> yep. They come home in a bad mood, or they're mad about something, and automatically you're the you're just like them. Yep. Are you trying to control their emotions? Do you feel like you can fix others? Do you need to be needed? I, mean, I think we all need to be needed. Yeah. Some cases more severe than others. I right. guess that's what we're referring to here. Right. Uh, do you have a high tolerance for abuse? That's a crazy concept mm-hmm. that I love. Mm-hmm. Like I've always said, I had a high t- pain tolerance. Some other people do when it comes to abuse. They can let other people walk all over them in ways that would blow your mind. Yeah. Yep. They have a high tolerance for it. Though.
1: We're doormats.
0: Are you obsessed with changing someone else? <laughs> Do you constantly battle wanting to leave, but also feeling guilty over choosing yourself? It's one of the most toughest predicaments to be put in ever. Do you feel that your loved one loves the bottle more than you? Or that the person you love is no longer the person that you see every day with your own eyes. Mm-hmm. Like you, you think they're in there, but maybe not. Yeah. And I think that there's this, this concept that caregiving, that I'm loving you and in return I should receive love, but caregiving takes on the form of enabling sometimes is not necessarily love. Right. These are all characteristics or questions to ask someone who might be codependent. And it's it's a huge loaded concept. I know we don't have a ton of time here, but let's sort of dive into this and explore it. And I'd love to really pick your brain because you have identified as codependent.
1: Yes. All
0: right. What were, what was your thought the first time this was brought to you? Okay. You so, might be this thing.
1: Well, when you were in treatment, it was the first time I heard this word and I said, no, there's no way. That's not who I am. I can take care of myself. I can pay for my own bills. I can do what I need. And I did not listen to anything else after I heard that word because it meant to me that I wasn't independent. That was ridiculous. It's sort
0: after of, a while. sort of what a hint at, though. is You're right. It? But I why wasn't I hate the word.
1: I was not ready to look within myself because when you went to rehab, you went to treatment, I thought that is his problem.
0: That Agreed. is your problem. I thought the same
1: thing. You're the one who needs to be fixed, not me. But I was still willing to look through some things within, you know, the the program that I went through. They did help me process some things, but with the codependent part, there's no way I didn't want to look at it. I was like that's not me. I'm not even going to dig into that.
0: Yeah, I've got no problem here. Right, no problem, problem
1: whatsoever. So, you got um you got sober? And everything was okay with both of us for about two years, I'd say two to three years, maybe a little bit longer. Um, And then what?
0: Oh, no, I was just listening.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you were going to chime I would, in No, I wasn't going
0: to chime in anything. Okay. No, no, I think things, yeah, I agree with you totally. Like in the beginning, when I got, when I cleaned up, um, our relationship did get better in so many ways because we were communicating in a healthy way. We were communicating period. Yeah. Uh, I was more present in our lives and right. I was Some of the problem, right? Some of it.
1: Right. Absolutely. Um, but I was in denial with my own problems because I was kind of faking it. Um, eventually things came to the surface where my anxiety got really bad again. I started having panic attacks again and I was like, I was depressed and I was, you know, I almost asked you to take me to a mental institute because I couldn't handle living
0: at this time. Can we back up for one moment? Yeah. So I was thinking about this earlier. So codependency stems from things that have happened generally in the past. It's usually like when you dig into this with someone, a therapist, someone who's licensed to deal with the past. The
1: trauma and stuff in the past. A lot of times
0: it comes from the past. Right. And so I think about were there signs of this before we ever got married? Were there signs of this when we first got together? And there's a resounding yes, there were signs.
1: Yeah, I was going to bring that up.
0: Oh, you were? I was because that
1: was a big deal.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I just remember being a teenager and like you were the girlfriend that, man, psycho calling me like if I didn't answer my phone, like blowing me up over and over and over and over. Or if I wanted to like go hang out with my friends, yeah. You did not like that, man. That meant that I liked my friends more than you. I didn't Uh like being around you. Yeah. Like those emotions went so far and so deep. I thought that all girls were just that way. It's just the way that girls were. I don't mean that yeah. like ugly. I just... I had my a very, friends had dealt with it to an extent, and they were like, oh, yeah, that's just how it is.
1: I had a very low self-esteem, so I and I had issues with the codependency, but I didn't realize this was much of a problem until I started to get... Until recently, honestly, until I really started my healing process to see where my personal challenges were and where I could fix or correct and heal and deal with
0: my stuff. You've done an amazing job, too. I guess sort of like a lot of things in life like with with age comes wisdom so I think you think you grow out of this crap as you get older mm-hmm. i don't think that every girl that's that wants to be around someone they love is codependent it's not an all or nothing like no i think that you can unhealthy. have a little bit of that and you i think some people most people probably become more secure in who they are and as they age they're like man I don't need anybody I'm good yeah fine I'm not blowing anyone up like that like right. i'm I'm good but I think for others, like in our situation especially, there was, it was much deeper than that.
1: Right. So, my point with all of this was that just because Matt got sober didn't mean that everything was fine. And that's where we actually come in and decided to even share most of our story because we realized that we both had a part in this.
0: Yeah. News and to I, me, man, I had, no I had, had to beginning.
1: dig into my, defects I I call them defects cuz it doesn't bother me that they were my defects they were things that I had to challenge myself and actually work through so with that said why don't we dig deep into what like some of the codependency traits or symptoms
0: are okay those are good so we asked some of the questions earlier for identifiers like if do you feel this way there could be yeah. a sign so there are some pretty common traits
1: yes um, so difficulty making decisions or asserting oneself. I had that because I always wanted you to make the decisions for me. And it was, I, I never really asserted myself either because I didn't have that self-esteem to be like, okay, no, this is, no, what, this I is what I want. Yeah.
0: Is is that where the, uh, where the, the timeless argument about where are we eating dinner comes from? Absolutely.
1: You think that yeah. I just solve it. Oh my gosh. Okay.
0: So, so when she says <laughs> I'm good with anything, that's a codependent behavior. <laughs> people pleasing behavior is that you know not wanting to make a decision for for fear of upsetting someone else yes but you know what you want right you know that you wanted mcdonald's something
1: has obviously happened in some of our past where someone told us no constantly and rejected us every time we asked that question
0: word i get it i'm just saying is that what it's behind that common fight because that just came to me i'm like not wanting to assert yourself the dinner conversation. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. Everyone fights over that. Uh-huh. Everybody. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to <laughs> no, be, that's good. I, think I didn't mean to take an X the freeway there. Great. My bad.
1: Okay. So an, a tendency to take on uh, responsibility for others' feelings and actions, which is what you said earlier about taking on people's emotions. That's definitely something I've worked on for many years. I think I've gotten pretty good at it.
0: You've gotten really good at that. If I'm feeling bad, you're like, sucks to be you, dude.
1: Yep. A fear of abandonment or rejection. Same thing about the rejection of... Asserting yourself, you're scared that someone's going to reject you or say no.
0: Yeah, invalidate the way you feel.
1: Yep, difficulty saying boundaries or saying no.
0: Hmm. <laughs> what? What's? The, hang on.
1: No, that wasn't geared towards you. That was towards me.
0: Oh, okay. No, I thought I thought we we're about to we about to squab over here. No. about to throw down.
1: Low self esteem or a lack of self worth. I think that everything is stemmed from that. Like all of these, this that's like the main thing. It's the main
0: driver it's, behind most the main,
1: of it. Yeah. Um, a tendency to prioritize others' needs over one's no- one's own—that's like caretaking to an extreme, and you completely forget yourself. Yeah. Um, a need for control or perfectionism.
0: Did you have that one too? Yeah. Did you check all these boxes?
1: Oh, I checked so many of the boxes. Okay, and this obsessive a- thinking.
0: What? It's maybe a stupid question, but is it sort of a spectrum? Like you can have yes. a few of these yes. heavy, some of them yes. you just don't identify? Yep. Okay, gotcha. Yep.
1: yep. It's not all or nothing. It's like, it's in between. You can... Yeah, you can have a yeah. few of
0: these and it can be really bad. You could have a lot of them and they right. just be super mild but and if it's fine.
1: Yeah, but if you feel like your life is unmanageable and there's something going on, then yeah, you definitely...
0: If you have trouble in your relationships, if you have... Especially if you have an addict in your life, there's yeah. a good chance this is going on.
1: Yep. Um, enabling behavior. We're actually going to do another um episode on enabling behavior because it's it can go in pretty deep. We can go pretty deep into that one because people when we enable, we do it with good intentions. It's not like we're doing it on purpose to hurt anybody, but in reality it does hurt people.
0: The road to hell is paved with good intentions.
1: Yeah. So um denial, yep, that was me. Uh chronic self-sacrifice basically
0: Yeah. That sums you up in so many ways. I think that, yeah, man. And it sucks too, because I think we just described some very noble characteristics as well. Like when you think about someone who's codependent, it's much easier to have empathy and sympathy for someone who's dealing with that as opposed to this dude who just chooses to drive to a dealer's house and get loaded every day. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. With this stuff, it's, it's, I mean, you're trying to do the right thing. You just want to be loved. You want to be, Admired, You want to be picked up and told that you're amazing. Mm -hmm. It's like, God, why is that such a bad thing? And it's not. Mm -mm. It's not when you find the right person. But the fact remains, this starts within.
1: 100%.
0: Right? This is a battle that starts within. Yeah. And you can't attract someone that does that if you're not focusing first on yourself. Yep. On what you need to do to be happy. Sands all of this crap. Mm -hmm. someone else and what they're going to do for you and how they're going to fill this void in your life. It starts with us. Yeah. So where do we take it from here?
1: Yeah. So how do we do this? You tell me Uh, there's (laughs) like, this is a process and everybody needs to be patient with themselves. I mean, the first thing you need to do is be aware and be open-minded. Like we said, at the beginning of this episode is that whenever you look with Be willing to look within yourself and really see what needs to change because the reality is you cannot change somebody in your life. You can't change their actions. You cannot fix them. You can't do anything, but you can change you. And that comes from finding awareness and figuring out what is within you that needs to be changed. And there's nothing wrong with it. It sounds scary, right? Like all of this sounds scary because you're thinking, why do I need to change? Why does this person not need to change? Why do I need to? Because from experience, we learned that just because he changed doesn't mean that I changed too.
0: No, and and that really did prove to me that there was something else going on here. And that all these kooks that talk about this were were correct and they were right. Yep. I think anytime you start to tackle something this deep-seated, you have to look at your past. And I think for everybody, this is a very individual journey. When you go and look in the past, so like... So we coach people in coaching. We generally look forward, right? We're looking at what's going on right now, and let's look at the next year, two years, five years, right? And what's going to have to change for you to get to where you want to be? Yeah. Let's set a goal. Let's set a vision for who you would want to be. You know, when your eulogy is written, how do you want it written? That's what we do. But when we go into the past, that's that's more therapy. That's more clinical. Mm-hmm. But so I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time other than just to preface it by saying that this isn't something we specialize in, which is. The past and what causes this stuff right. and healing the trauma that usually results in these types of behaviors, yeah. because that's what it usually boils down to. It's some sort of trauma Yeah, in childhood. Most of the time, whether it's growing up in a dysfunctional family and not having your emotional needs met or being in a relationship with an addict at some point in your life that they will scar you yeah. for the rest of your life Right. without realizing it. Trauma or abuse, we kind of mentioned that just always having a low self-esteem or low self-worth. I know that a lot of these same characteristics, a lot of these same things are at the root of addiction.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: As I went through my stuff to you know, fix me, yep. this is the stuff that I had to look in the mirror and face. This is the stuff that I had to get a piece of paper out and talk about with somebody. This is like painful, deep-seated stuff. And there's also this, this cultural or... Like a societal expectation to prioritize caregiving over self-care. Mm-hmm. So not so much in the past, but just in, in society and culture. Like I think it's a lot of it's generational too. Like I think a lot of us probably listening, have a grandparent, the, the most selfless human being in the world who will, you know, do anything for you, who will cook no matter what time it We'll do anything for the family selflessly. And just, it's amazing. But I always wonder what's going on with granny's life and what granny wants. Yeah. You know, but I think that it also creates an expectation for later generations that come that this is how you perform and this is what we do and this is how you act. Mm -hmm. But it's not always what's best for the individual. In fact, rarely. Right. It just kind of comes from nowhere. It's arbitrary, really.
1: Yeah. And we were talking about this earlier how codependency and addiction isn't your fault, but it is your responsibility. It
0: is. Like one of the hardest truths to accept is that may not be your fault why you are the way you are but you're the only one that's going to get you out of this yeah it's your responsibility to fix it right so
1: which means digging deep and accepting reality and what's going on within you
0: yeah and so a lot of the a lot of the people that we hear from via social media the DMs look something like this what do i do about my addicted partner what do i do about this person that won't quit using what do i do about this person that's in denial how do i get them to see these problems there is no clean cut answer for that There's just not like there's no magic bullet. It's like, oh, try this method. Try that. It doesn't really work that way. Nope. It doesn't. I know that there are some people out there who don't believe in tough love, but I will tell you firsthand and from the thousands of accounts that I have been witness to from people who are sober today will tell you that consequences help get you sober. Exactly. It's not the end all be all or else everyone in prison would be sober, Right. but they're not. I mean, it's not the end all be all. There's some other pieces that need to be present you know for that for that recipe to work the other ingredients happen to be desperation willingness mm-hmm. and then this perfect storm of opportunity and then the ability to look within and be like all right what am i really going to have to do to fix this mm-hmm. what am i really going to have to do
1: you put your so, happiness first and but not
0: consequences are part of it yeah they, they are part of it they are but i promise you what's not part of it is if, if people just would have loved me more if they just would have tried harder, then I would have been fixed. Right. Like you can't love someone out of this crap.
1: No, you can't. You can't.
0: And I think that's, it's so hard because logically we think, well, if I just did X, Y, Z, then I would get that result. That's just not the way the mind works. That's not nope. the way love works. That's not the way the relationships work. Mm-mm. It sucks. But that's why we're here.
1: But then you grow from it and you learn from it and you do the hard things and it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, it's hard work, but dang, is it worth it once you go through it?
0: Yeah. So let's address some of this stuff. Let's address codependency.
1: Okay. So we're obviously can't tell you how to fix codependency in one episode because it is a process and it's individual. So So we're just going to break down just a few pieces like of what we, how we help others. So setting boundaries and learning to say no.
0: And that no is a complete sentence. Right.
1: Um, Practicing self care and prioritizing your own needs.
0: Very difficult Mm -hmm. for a lot of people because once again, especially as women, like you're the caretaker, like you're the nurturer, like you're this idea of like, like home for everyone. But you know, you got to make time for yourself as well. And that is oh, it's not selfish. Se- the hang on. Selfish. <laughs> <laughs> it's just self-care.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um seeking support from a support group like Tufo community, we have a lot of people in there who they post anonymously and they ask for help on very specific situations and we chime in and I think that we're we're building a a great group of people to help process problems and
0: time out real quick. I want to shout out our community. When we first started, I thought we might get crickets, but we've had some people come in there extremely vulnerable and share what they're going through and we'll respond, but not just us, the community responds Right, and it can be done anonymously, which I love about it because you may not want people to know that, this person on Facebook is going through this. Right. Some people don't mind, but yeah. I think for others, it's like I can share with you what I know and what I've been through in my experience with this thing, or just to let you know that you're not alone. And I love how they pick each other up. Yeah. I just freaking love it. I'm so proud of everybody. In right. There.
1: So, and, and it helps you not feel alone and that's a great way to start getting, a, uh, getting support. Um, also learning to communicate effectively and express your own needs and emotions. Very hard to do when you're with an addict, though, because you're not dealing with a rational person. We've discussed this in prior episodes.
0: We did an episode on communication. Yeah. Communicating your needs. We've also done an episode, an episode on, I don't remember the name of it, but if you go to our website, www.tufo.com, I believe that you've got the exercise up there for healthy communication, don't you?
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: You know what I'm talking about the I feel statements and all that, like yeah, yeah, that's that's in our boundaries, I think. It's in the boundaries exercise, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, the, I was going to discuss
1: yeah. our um guides in okay. a minute so that we can. Uh, beca- w- if you need help starting, we actually have a lot of guides, like you said, on our website, and one of them is a healing guide to living with an alcoholic or addict. So, it talks about codependency enabling behaviors, and then there's also some exercises in here to help you kind of process through it to see if it's something that you need to work on. And then you can ask us and we can help you through that
0: next process. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. A lot of time has gone into these ton of research and they're effective. That's my favorite part. Yeah. Is that it's not just something we wrote. Like they actually work.
1: Yeah. There are some guides in there that I've put together myself. And then I go in and I'm like, I have a problem that I need to process and, and I'll do it, through
0: it man. <laughs>
1: and it works. It's amazing. I love it. Okay.
0: So, In summary, we've talked about what is codependency? What are some signs you might be codependent? What are some of these symptoms? How does this thing show itself in life? And then, okay, ultimately, if you're sold that you might be one of these people, then what do we do about it? Yeah. And what do we do about it? And if you follow our social media accounts, we have tons and tons of reels about stuff like this Paige is really good about making sure that people who suffer from this don't feel alone.
1: It's and, a very lonely thing. And if existence. you're not ready
0: right now to deal with it, that's perfectly fine. Yep. That's fine. I mean, it is a process. Like we Sometimes it takes years to get ready to really tackle something this big. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. We are here for you. In the meantime, we will love you until you can love yourself. Yes. Okay. Well, I think that's all we've got uh, other than to tease that we've got something so cool in the works right now that I wanted to talk about it and Paige told me I can't yet. She told me to shut up. So I'm going <laughs> to shut up. I just want you all to know that <laughs> When we started this thing, we said it was going to be big, and it's going to be big. We're yeah. going to change lives, and one day I hope that we look back on this episode and it's like, can you believe this is what it's become? Right? Like How awesome is that? Mm-hmm. So stick with us, and thank you for everyone that has stuck with us up to this point. I think uh, this is we've, we're over forty episodes now, yeah, which is, is really 41, cool. I think, yeah. And I don't get proud about these little milestones really because I don't. I feel like the goal is the goal, but. I've always been someone that sucked at celebrating the little victories along the way. Mm -hmm. But 40 is kind of a big deal. I think we did an episode one time and talked about how the average podcast gets about seven episodes in yeah, and that's it. Mm -hmm. And I think if you get more than 20, you're in the top 0.01% of podcasts of all time because people just give up on stuff like this. But there ain't nothing more stubborn than a codependent and an addict. So we ain't going anywhere anytime soon, (laughs) You forget that you can come back and find me in 10 years doing the same thing stubborn as it come man uh-huh. so thank you for everyone that stuck with us supported us i see the likes i see the mentions i see the story shares we see all that stuff and we thank you all so much like i just can't thank you enough like, it's amazing when something that we've written or something we put out in the world is helping other people like that was the goal here And it's actually working and it's just the greatest feeling in the world. Yeah. And not in a selfish, arrogant way. It's just so cool that people are getting help that we didn't have when we were going through it.
1: Exactly. Our experience is helping others. And I think it's so beautiful. Like if I had this stuff, whenever he, when we were 10 years ago, I feel like I would have been way ahead in life, but this is how life worked out. And I'm grateful for every bit of it. Man,
0: if we had something like this, when we were going through it, I would have put these dudes on the wall, like Kim Jong-un. There'd have been like a picture of the great leaders on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Thank God I don't have to feel alone and someone else gets it and I've got a voice that's talking about it and, yeah. and I don't feel crazy. Like they're in my head. This is a wonderful, you know, mm-hmm. such a cool thing. So yeah. thank you for everyone that's that's been there with us from day one or if you're new. Thanks for being here. You know, glad you made it. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing what we can do with this. Uh, I think that's all we've got. So until next time, I am Matt.
1: I am Paige. And we'll see you.